0: you are listening to The New Day of Hope Broadcast with Helena and Glenis Langley. Enjoy. We want to thank you for joining us again today. It's a new day. It's a day to rejoice and be glad. Why because you are alive and you have another opportunity or another chance to make it right. Just in case you're feeling unloved, I want to encourage you by letting you know that someone loves you dearly and his love is unconditional. And we have a great subject lined up just for you. It's entitled, The Love of Christ. So stay tuned and be blessed.
1: Well, praise ye the Lord. We are really excited that you have joined us again today for a word from the Lord. There is indeed a word from the Lord. Glory be to our God. Well, today we are going to come from the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Now I'd like to read a few verses, verses 14 to 19 of Ephesians chapter 3. It says, In the text, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Glory be to our God. So for the next few minutes, we would like to talk to you on the subject, the love of Christ, the love of of Christ. When Martin Luther was printing the Bible in Germany, pieces of paper were scattered all over the shop. So one morning, his little girl picked up a piece of paper and read, for God so loved the world that he gave. And suddenly, peace flooded her soul. You see, she had been taught that God was one who punished people, but now she saw a different side of God because hope sprang up in her heart. So running to her mother, she asked, what does this mean? God so loved the world he gave. The question is, what did he give? Then she added, I don't know, what he gave, but if he loves us so much to give us anything, we don't have to be afraid of him anymore. Glory be to God. Well, I am glad because I can now complete the sentence and tell the world that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have ever lasting life. What groundless grace, what limitless love it gives, it forgives, it outlives. That's the kind of love that God is giving to us. So first, let us mark the survey. Paul prayed in our text in verses 17 through 19 that he may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breath and the length, and the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ. That was important to Paul, and it should be important to us also that we want to know the length, and the breadth, and the depth, and the height of the love of Christ. So look at the experience. The expression to know Signifies an experience, not just an education. It refers to heart knowledge, not just head knowledge. It involves faith as well as facts. You see, my friends, believing is like swallowing. When you swallow something, you commit yourself to the consequences of taking it into your body. That's what happens when you. Swallow something you have already committed yourself to whatever the result might be. So, when you believe something, you commit yourself to the consequences of taking it in into your heart. In order to know the love of Christ, you must commit yourself to Christ. And that's an experience in itself. Let me say that one more time. I said, in order to know the love of Christ. You must commit yourself to Christ, and that's an experience in itself. To know Christ as your Savior is to be saved by Him, because salvation, my friends, is of Him, is of the Lord. To know only Him as your Sovereign is to be swayed by Him. To know Him as your Satisfier is to be satisfied in him. All my life long, the songwriter says, I had panted for a drink from some cool spring that I hope would quench the burning of the first I felt within. Hallelujah, I have found him whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus, what? He satisfies my longings. Through his blood, I now am saved. So to Know him as your satisfier is to be satisfied in him. Oh, what joy it is to know him and his love in the fullest and truest sense of the word. So let's look at the enrichment. Paul prayed in the text, verses 17 and 18, that ye may be able to comprehend with all saints. The word saint doesn't but to refer to an achievement, but to an acceptance. An acceptance not of religion, but of Christ. Sinner is the old name. Saint is the new name that is written down in glory. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh yes, it's Mine, My name is written down in glory, and I trust today that your name also is written down in the Lamb's book of life, my friends. So the more you commit yourself to the Christ who loves you, the more you will comprehend the love of Christ for you, because he loves us. He loves us, and we quoted earlier that He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that God gave his only begotten son. So let's look at the enablement. Paul prayed in verses 16 and 17, for you to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. The inner man includes your conscience, your reason, your will. It's the Lord's passion that you be true to Him in your mind and manners, in your conduct and in your conversation, because that passion comes His power. I love that. With that passion comes His power. What the Lord enjoins you to do, He enables you to do. His precepts always carries his power. God's precepts always carry God's power along with it. So we need to look at the enjoyment. It's found in verse 17. Paul writes that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. So God has done two things. One, he sends his son to die for us. We've been talking a lot about that tonight. He sent his son to die for us. That's a wonderful thing. So God has done first thing. Number two, he sent his spirit into our hearts to work out his life and his love in us. He sent his spirit into our hearts to work out his life and his love In all of us, my friends, whom the Son sets free is indeed free, my friends. So the truth is, you can't have more of Christ, but he sure can have more of you. We can't have more of him, but he sure can have more of us. So let's look at the endurance. The believer, according to verse 17 of our text, is rooted and is grounded in love. There is no need for a believer to leave an up and a down and in and an out experience. No, 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 my friends. There is really no need for that because the text is telling us plainly that we are rooted and we are grounded in the love of Christ. We are saturated in the love of Christ. So there is no need for one who knows Christ as Savior and as Lord of your life. There is no need for one who is walking in faith and believing God at his word to live an up and a dong life. You are up today, but you are dong tomorrow. You are in today. Tomorrow you are out. That's not the way God intended. no need to give in or to give up to the drought of despair, my friends. We are rooted as a tree and grounded as a building in the love of Christ. Glory be to God. I need to say that one more time I said, as believers, we are rooted as a tree and we are grounded as a building in the love of Christ. So no wonder we sometimes sing, "O love that will not let me go, I rest my weary soul in thee. I gave thee back the life I owe, that in thine ocean depths its flow may richer, fuller be. Wow, powerful indeed. Love that will not let me go because we are rooted and because we are grounded in the love of Christ, so let us look at the breadth of His love. The breadth of His love—it's as wide as the world. That's the breadth of His love. It's not confined to any condition, like some people might want you to believe. That is not so. It is—it's not confined to any country or continent or religion. It's not restricted to ranks or race. Or any religion. Christ doesn't love just many men or just most men or all men except one. No, it is from the king's castle to the commoner's cottage, from the billionaire's palace to the beggar's pack bench. The love of Christ reaches and redeems all who come to God through Him. All is free. And all is full. That's the breath of the love of Christ. Oh, glory be to our God! It's not. I told you, it is not restricted, because you are a billionaire. Think well. Oh, that's that's all. That's where the love of God stops. That is not true. You can find the love of Christ in the beggar who sits at park bench. You can find the love of Christ wherever you go, my friends. So let's look at the length of his love, the length of the love of Christ. The Lord is eternal. is eternal. Therefore, his love is also eternal. Glory be to God. God is eternal. Therefore, his love is also eternal because God is love. He says in Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. Watch this. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. So even before there was a heaven or an earth, even before there was a man or an animal, guess what, my friends? The truth is he loved you and me then. And since his love has no beginning, it can have no ending. Glory be to our God. So if your love weakens, his won't waver. His love is constant in spite of our condition. Whether we are up or down, good or bad, his love is constant. His love is steady in spite of our sins, my friends. That doesn't make a Difference. The love of God is steady in spite of our condition. His love has no end, no measure known, no change can turn its course. Eternally the same it flows from one eternal source. So let's look at the depth of His love. It was love that brought Him from the glory place to the go- gory place, from heaven's honor to earth's humiliation, that he might lift the sinner from hell's despair to heaven's delight. Glory be to our God. That's what he does. That's what he will do for you, my friend. So let's look at the height of his love. The highest mountain on earth is known as Mount Everest. It towers 29,028 feet above sea level. But when it's Conquerors stood on its peak. They hadn't begun to scale the heights of the love of Christ because the love of Christ is measureless. Wow. I mean, that's powerful, man. That's wonderful. That is food for thought. That's something for us to really ponder in when we are talking about the height and the length and the breadth of the love of Christ. So let's mark the sum. It's the climax of Paul's prayer in our text. He says that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. That he might be filled with all the fullness of God. You see, my friends, when you are completely possessed by the Christ of love, then your life will be completely possessed by the love of Christ. Ha! That's wonderful. When you are completely possessed by the Christ of love, then your life will be completely possessed by the love of Christ. That's why Paul wrote in Romans 12 and verse 1, that I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. When you are mastered by the Christ of love, the love of Christ will master you in return. When you are mastered by the love of Christ, your face will reflect, will reflect affections, not aggression. Your eyes will radiate blessedness, not bitterness. Your lips will register helpfulness, not hurtfulness. And you will be a blessing, not a blight. And I need to say that one more time. I said, when you are mastered by the love of Christ, uh-huh, your face will reflect affection, not aggression, because we have enough of that in our world today, and those of us who know Christ need not add to that anymore. Your eyes will radiate blessedness, not bitterness. Your lips will register helpfulness, not hurtfulness, and you will be a blessing, not a blight. To enjoy the love of Christ You must yield yourself to him completely. I said to enjoy the love of Christ, you must yield yourself to him completely. It's all to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. You cannot serve God half-heartedly. It's all or nothing at all. It's all for Jesus. All for Jesus. All my days. And all my hours, all my being ransom for everything ought to be for Christ. So if you want to enjoy the love of Christ, we must yield ourselves to him completely. That's the challenge of today. For Christians to completely yield ourselves to the love of and the will and the ways of God. So that our world could be different. That's what God was trying to tell us. He were not, not trying, but telling us in, in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, who are called by my name, would humble themselves and they would pray and they would seek my face and they would turn, turn, turn from their wicked ways. He said he would hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. So to enjoy that, the love of Christ, all of us must yield ourselves Completely to Christ, my friend. Oh, what a blessing! What a day that would be if every believer would be completely surrendered, completely yielded to the will and the ways and the mind of God, our world would be a better place to live. To write the love of God above. You know what, my friends? That would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretch from sky. To sky. That's the length and the height and the depth and the breadth of the love of Christ. He loves us so much. God loves us so much. That's why He sent His Son, the Lord Jesus, to die on a cruel cross to redeem us from our sins. And today, if you have not trusted Him as Savior after hearing this word, that should be enough for you to turn unto the living God. So may God bless you today is my prayer for you. Amen.
0: We never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you have never trusted him as savior, we encourage you to do so today because tomorrow is not promised. Let us pray. Father God, we just want to thank you for today. We thank you, God, for your love that you have shed abroad in our heart. We thank you that you love us unconditionally in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our failures, yet you love us because you care so much about us. We just want to thank you and we praise you. We pray for that one who have never trusted you, that they will come to know you as Lord of their life. Speak to their hearts today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. And if you want to know more about the love of Christ, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com or you can call us at 404-964-2242. So until then, God be with you.